0: Praise the Lamb of God, this is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad that you've joined with us today. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, if you'll turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. We have been dealing in this series for 18 weeks, praise the Lamb of God, and we thank the Lord for the revelations that have been given to us, and we've been speaking about the agape love of God, and God wanting us to comprehend. He wants every saint to comprehend to the breadth, length, depth, and height of his love, because when we do that, one of the greatest promises in all of the Word of God is that you'll be filled with the fullness of God if you comprehend the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God, through Christ. Thank you, Father, for your word, and thank you, Lord, for your revelation of your word. We'll give you all the praise, and we ask, the Lord, that every eye shall be opened, every ear shall hear, to grasp the significance of your word. We'll give you all the praise, in the matchless name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. That we might be filled with all the fullness of God. What a promise. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. What a marvelous truth. What a promise that has been given to us, emphasizing over and over again in Scripture that we would be filled with the fullness of God if we were to comprehend or understand the breadth, length, depth, and height of his agape love. And just as a side note, what kind of love would we be filled with? His love, the love of Christ, agape love. There's a huge difference between intellectual knowledge, which comes from your head, and experimental knowledge, which comes from your heart. I have spoken about this many, many times. It's one thing to be able to quote scriptures. But it's quite another thing to hear with the voice of the Lord and to hear with your spirit, because the Word of God tells us that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. So it's very, very, the big difference between intellectual knowledge and experimental knowledge is that one comes from the head and the other comes from the heart. And when I begin speaking about love, I run into this all the time because most of God's people believe that they already know about the love of God. And, and I hear this. Oh, I know that God loves me. I'm a Christian. I go to church every week. I've been delivered. But here's the reality. Any problem that you have, any lack that you feel that you have, any troubles that you have in relationship. All of those come from the root of not understanding God's love for you. Many people relate to God in works. Many relate to God through church efforts or even ministry. But relationship and operation is based upon the love of God. And all problems stem from that deficit. How do I know that? Because faith works by love. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, and in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision shall availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Any problem that you have concerning faith, any problem that stems from what you consider to be a lack of faith, is brought to you because of a lack of understanding concerning his love. The scriptures are clear. If you understand, if you have understanding, if you comprehend the breadth, length, and depth, and height of God's love, then the Word of God tells you that you will be filled with the fullness of God. It all comes back to the place where you don't really know how much God loves you. You may know it intellectually. You may even know it by reading the Word of God. But you don't know it in your heart. It's not upon the foundation upon which you're standing. When you come to the place of revelation, knowledge concerning the love of God, then faith works. It works. And you begin to be filled with that fullness of God. Everything that seems to be impossible now comes under the heading of possible. Any faith problem that you can have, faith problem that you do have can be traced back to a love problem. And the love problem is a lack of your understanding concerning how much he loves you. There are many things that contribute to that factor, but I believe that one of the biggest, one of the greatest hindrances in receiving the true knowledge of God's love is religion. And I don't understand why that's such a startling statement because it was religion that killed Jesus Christ. And the very thing that is still killing Christ and continues to kill Christ is you not understanding how much God loves you. Why religion? Why pick out religion? Because religion is not interested in knowing truth. And the reason that religion is not interested in truth is because truth makes you free and if you're free you'll leave religion one of the main hindrances that religion has done and has brought to the child of God is that they have tied your performances your efforts and your works to God's love and it brings to us the revelation that God is love but he only releases that love when we do things that are right, when we do things that he approves of. The blessings of God only flow when we are deserving of that love, when we do things that pleases him. Many of God's children believe that the things that are taking place in their lives are exactly what they deserve. Let me tell you, if you got what you deserved, you would be in hell things that are going on in our lives, many people believe that it's just a reflection of everything that they've done wrong. We believe that people who are doing a good job, people who are pastoring large churches, who have large ministries, who are drawing large crowds, are people who God is expressing that love to and the things that they're doing, they're doing right. You know, I actually used to believe many, 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 many years ago a long, long time ago, that God's love was conditional. And if you did right, God blessed you. But if you struggled or if you sinned or if you dealt with flesh, God's love was not where it was supposed to be. And then I come to the place where I would really begin to hear what the word of God was really saying instead of what religion was telling me. When we do poorly, God still loves us. God desires and delights in our posterity. God wants us well. And that's because God is good. God is love. The church has taught us that, yes, God loves you, but it's in proportion to what we do. I remember when I first got saved, the very first thing that, I was brought to, or somebody approached me with, and that was to be a soul winner. And to go out knocking on doors, and to go out into the streets. Because God loves soul winners, and his blessings are going to flow towards you. I was, before I was ever become a preacher, I started at the nursing home. Had a ministry in the jail. Did volunteer work in the hospital. Because I was told that God's blessings will flow towards me, and I would be glorifying God. I remember them saying that if you do not, if 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 you don't use what God has given you, God will put you on a shelf. And I come to the realization that that's not true at all. Because how does that work when God loved us even while we were yet sinners? Look at Ephesians chapter three, verse fourteen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, on whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Someone told me the other day that God would never share his glory. And I said, how is that? Because he's already shared his glory that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. He has already shared his glory, the Shekinah glory of the Father, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints. What's the breadth, length, depth, and height? You see, this scripture comes up because Paul is praying a prayer for the Ephesians. And his prayer is that the Ephesians and the Ephesian church will understand the love of Christ. And the only reason he wants them to understand it is so that they could be filled with the love of God as he was filled with the love of God, to the breadth, length, depth, and height. So what that really means is that the love of God is dimensional. It's not one dimension. It's dimensional to the degree of dimensions in breadth, dimensions in length, dimensions in depth, and dimensions in height. I'm talking about layers and layers and layers and layers that are dimensional. And each one brings you to the place where you are filled so that you can travel on to the next dimension. But the problem with most people who relate to God through one dimension is that dimension is through only being born again. They never go to the breadth, to the lengths, and to the depths and heights of understanding His love beyond being born again. And because many are not filled with the fullness of God and are continually trying to relate to Him through the knowledge that comes from their head instead of their heart, most people's revelation of God's love wouldn't fill a thimble, let alone their cup overflowing. I believe the greatest need in the child of God today is not that signs and wonders would follow him, because the word of God says that when you preach the gospel, that happens automatically. I do not believe that the greatest need today is the child of God is faith. Because the Word of God tells you in Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you'll hear with your spiritual ears, faith will follow on the heels of hearing the Word. I believe the greatest need in the church today is that the child of God receive a revelation knowledge concerning the love of God. The reason that unbelievers do not respond to God is because they don't understand the love of God. And the reason that believers are not walking in the power and the grace of God is for the same reason, because they don't understand the love of God to the breadth, length, depth, and height. All of the problems, all of the rejection, all of the trouble in your life can be traced back to the deficiency you have concerning how much he loves you. I will tell you that no one would reject the love of God if they understood the love of God. I'll say that again. No one would reject the love of God if they understood the love of God. To know the love of Christ, the agape love of Christ, the agape love of the Father, it has to pass your knowledge. It has to go beyond your knowledge. It has to be revealed through the unction of the Holy Spirit in most things that are unseen. And when that happens, it will begin to fill you with the fullness of God in each dimension of the breadth, length, depth, and height. You see, if you can grasp that, where is that love of Christ going to be settled in? In your heart. In the fruit of the Spirit. The very first fruit which everything else flows out of is love you have to experience that love the love of Christ in your heart and it has to be fulfilled and it has to be experienced in intimacy and it will fill you with all the fullness of God not some of the fullness not a portion of the fullness not a segment of the fullness But with the fullness of God, it will fill you. That's what the Word of God promises. And yet this promise is not fulfilled, neither is it even remotely existing in the average child of God today. Just as multitudes of God's people, God's people that are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, are not experiencing the power of His resurrection the fellowship of his sufferings and being conformed unto his death. Paul was an apostle, a born-again child of God. He had an experience with Christ on the Damascus Road. Multitudes of people would say, oh, I would love to have that experience. That experience with Christ on the Damascus Road knocked him off of his horse. And yet he said that I may know the power of his resurrection that I may know the power of his resurrection. You see, he didn't stop at that experience on the Damascus Road. I don't know how many people today would love to have that experience. And yet, he also had the experience of being born again. And yet, he pressed on and pressed through until he came unto the revelation to the length, breadth, depth, and height of God's love and it filled him with the fullness of God. See Paul went beyond being born again. He went into the power of resurrection, into the fellowship of suffering, and being made conformed in his death. Multitudes of people do not know him in that realm, just as they do not know him in the breadth, length, depth, and heights of his love. So here is what God is telling you. If you're not filled with the fullness of God in your life, then you are lacking in a heartfelt revelation of God's love in your experience of his love. If you're not walking in joy, if you're not walking in peace, if you're not walking in faith, if you're not walking in victory, because our faith is the victory that overcomes the world, It's because you're not in a heartfelt relationship. You are not walking in heartfelt experience knowing how much God loves you. And if you're not walking in the benefits of his love, there's only one reason. It's because you're lacking in your understanding of his love. What a powerful message. What a powerful word. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today. Magnify your name and glorify your name, thanking you in advance, Lord, for what you're doing in the lives and in the hearts of your children. I pray, Lord, that every word that is spoken today shall find a place of planning. I humble myself before you, Lord, knowing that I can do nothing apart from you that I gain my strength, that I gain my knowledge, that I gain my love, that I gain all these things because of the vine. I am a branch that constantly takes from the vine. I need the vine. The vine has to be that which is essence in me. I will thank you and praise you for this platform for the opportunity to once again give your word. This is D.K. Grooms at Rock Solid to go with God and he will surely go with you.